Going beyond the headlines? Getting to the heart of the story. Calgary Today with Joe McFarland on 770 CHQR. The good news is the number of fatalities among motorists has been falling. The bad news, more pedestrians and cyclists are being injured or killed. Ontario taking some steps to change that, introducing harsher fines when it comes to careless driving. Oliver Moore, transportation reporter with The Globe and Mail, joins us today. Hello, Oliver. Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing well. And I guess maybe it makes sense that we're seeing fewer fatalities among motorists when we look at the vehicles that people are driving these days. Yeah, vehicles are safer. Um, they're built better. They've got airbags. Seatbelt laws have largely taken hold. I mean, not everywhere has a seatbelt, but a lot more than did a generation ago. Uh, drunk driving is down dramatically versus a generation ago. So if you're in the car, you're a lot safer than you have been maybe ever. Yeah, and that's the trouble. When you're outside that car as a pedestrian or a cyclist, you do run the risk of injuries or sadly even fatalities when it comes to collisions. So what has Ontario introduced today? Well, it's, it's, uh, it's a new legislation that will be tabled within the next month or two, and it's, it's to protect what they call vulnerable road users. It's cyclists, it's pedestrians, it's the people who aren't in the cars. And it, it, what it does is it introduces a new charge in the Provincial Highway Traffic Act. So you've got the Criminal Code of Canada, of course, applies to all of us, but then each province has its own version. The Highway, Highway Traffic Act in Toronto had what's called a careless driving. And that charge had a maximum penalty of $2,000, uh, six months in jail, and a two-year possible license suspension. Um, the new charge is careless driving that causes bodily harm or death, and it would actually have a fine that was anywhere between $2,000, which was the previous maximum, is now the minimum, and anywhere up to $50,000, as much as two years in jail, and up to a five-year loss of license. And to be clear, that's careless driving causing bodily harm or death. That's right. That's if you hit someone and you know they're severely injured or they die. I mean, one of the one of the quirks of the old system is that it was treating only the action. So if if a driver did something, lost control of the vehicle and hit a pole, or the driver did something, lost control of the vehicle and hit a pedestrian standing on the sidewalk, it would still be careless driving because it was the action that was being uh, punished, not the result of the action. In this case, the new charge adds the result into it, causing bodily harm or death. What was the impetus behind this? Well, it's been an increasing uh, issue here in in Toronto and broadly in Ontario, and I think in other cities in Canada. I mean, there's this sense of the vulnerability of pedestrians and motorists, um, partly in in a ratio in the sense that you said that being in the car is safer, but also some of the things that have made it safer in those cars is making it less safe for people outside the car. I mean, you know, the, the rise of popularity of pickup trucks, SUVs, and minivans, those are vehicles that sit higher on the road, And so if a pedestrian is hit by one of those vehicles, they're much more likely to be seriously injured or killed because it hits them in the torso, basically, as opposed to taking their legs out. Um, Some of the devices that many of us have become familiar with, uh, cell phones, GPS, Bluetooth, whatever it is, if you use those in a vehicle, as many people do, that raises the risk as well. So I think there's a greater sense of the dangers being posed by driving. And I think also that the groups of people, the pedestrians, the cyclists, are getting a voice maybe they didn't have before. I mean, certainly in Toronto, it's become quite a major issue. Uh, and I think one of the reasons for that is that there's, there's a new sense of perspective. I mean, I did a big piece on pedestrian safety last year in the Globe, you know, a major research project, and we found that over a number of years, more Torontonians were being killed in motor vehicle, more pedestrians are being killed in motor vehicle collisions than were dying by gun homicides. 
And once you put it in terms like that, it's very hard for politicians not to pay attention. Do you have distracted driving laws as well in Ontario? We do. And, and in fact, those were strengthened as well with this legislation, or will be once it's tabled. I mean, right now you've got uh, on first offense for distracted driving, I think it's a 490 to $1,000 fine. Um, but what they've added is a license suspension. So automatic defense, three-day license suspension. Third offense, the fine goes up, and it goes up to a 30-day license suspension. So that's something which is uh, they're really trying to tackle because, as is, I'm sure is the case in Alberta, those, those charges are booming. I, I talked to an OPP officer, you know, the provincial police officer here, who said that he sees people driving distracted all the time, and he basically can't stop all of them. There's that many. And a number of times you've seen police services putting out press releases and showing stats that show they're actually laying more distracted driving charges than impaired driving charges. And some cops will say, and it's a bit of a soundbite, but they'll say that distracted driving is the new impaired driving. Oh, yeah, and we've talked about this um, on end here for sure. So the big difference, though, we always, when we talk about our distracted driving laws, and it goes back to what you were saying, is being able to enforce it. Careless driving charges, they're usually laid after an accident. Is that correct? Is that where we kind of see the big difference here? That's correct. I mean, distracted driving charges, unless a, you know, unless a cop happens to see someone using them, and there's been occasional stings of people you know, being in a, in a bus looking down at the vehicle so they can see whether someone's on their phone or not. But in general, it, it's, it's, a, it's a circumstantial thing where a, a, an officer will happen to notice someone and then can pull them over and charge them. With careless driving, you're right, that's after a collision has happened. The charge may be laid or, or may not, depending on the circumstance, but it's only after it's happened. And I think that still is the big problem for law enforcement because they have to be able to prove that that careless driving causing bodily injury or death was the result of someone using their cell phone. Yeah, and one of the issues that some of the activists and some people I've talked to today do have with this new legislation or proposed legislation is one thing that they've not been able to do so far in, our, in the, at least the Ontario justice system is have automatic checking of cell phone records. So, for example, if there's a collision... Um, it's not an automatic thing that the courts will get access to the records that will prove whether you're on your phone or not on your phone as a driver at the time this happened. And that's something that a number of people have pushed for, is that kind of access. This legislation doesn't include that. You know, that's something I'm sure the activists I talked to will put, continue to push for, and it may be in some version of this, because obviously this has to go through the, the committee process before it gets passed, so it may get added. But that's something that is still lacking. So the situation now here is, and there was a case quite recently that I followed through the court system where exactly this thing happened. A woman was standing on the sidewalk. A driver went up onto the sidewalk and hit her and killed her. And they went through the legal system. And the driver never testified. And there was no way of checking her cell phone records. And so really, the poor husband, the widow, he has no real sense of what happened, of why this vehicle went up on the sidewalk. And so now, that if there's a civil suit later, that may get access to the cell phone records. But even then, the you know, the criminal aspect of it or the HTA, the Highway Traffic Act of it, aspect of it is already over. So even if it turns out later she was on the cell phone, you, you can't really do anything with that information. So it's, it's, it's definitely a, a gap now. And I think something, that's something that will eventually get addressed. Yeah, I know law enforcement right across the country wants to see that. Oliver, thanks so much for this. Always a pleasure. Oliver Moore, transportation reporter with The Globe and Mail. 403-974-8255. I'm already getting texts in. And I want to throw this out to you because we, we've talked about distracted driving a lot. Um, what Ontario is doing is looking more at the careless driving because, as I said when I was talking to Oliver, there's one thing to have all these laws. It's harder to enforce them. We know that, especially when it comes to distracted driving. But when it a collision occurs, when a fatality occurs... 
should police have automatic access to someone's cell phone records? And I, I know, it, you know, right now the way it stands, they have to go to court. They have to see if they can get a warrant for this. But it would be different if, especially if there was a collision. And more importantly, if there was a fatality, I think there should be automatic access to cell phone records. Because even now, when we try to get a distracted driving fine, you know, you've got to be able to say, well, I wasn't on it. How do you prove it to me? You know, so distracted driving is uh, the bane of everyone's existence. In fact, I was cycling to work today. There was a cyclist on his phone. And he was veering into my lane on the path. And I know you guys have no uh, time for cyclists anyway. But I just yelled at him, on your left, put down the phone. Like, the, now it's going to be distracted cycling. And it's one thing that it's on, at least it's on a pathway away from cars. But if we've got cyclists who motorists can't stand already, and they're going to be on their phones, oh my gosh. So here's the question to you, 403 974 do you believe police should have automatic access to cell phone records in the event of a collision, whether it be injury-related or fatal? 403-974-8255. I'm already getting a number of texts in here, and I, yeah, I'm not surprised it's becoming, you know, all those silly pedestrians, you know, distracted pedestrians. I... I I, I, whenever we have these conversations, it's almost like we pit the motorist against the pedestrian. I, I want to look at the bigger issue when we when it comes to distracted driving and the careless driving that can result in this when either someone is hit, someone is killed, and how do you prove it? Especially when Oliver was saying, as it stands right now, if you are charged with careless driving and you hit a pole, you get the same fine if that pole was actually a person you kill them. Like, that's got to be wrong. And, uh, you know, I know there's the criminal code for dangerous driving, but in some cases, there's the careless driving and whether or not you'd have, whether enforcement would have better success with a conviction that route than through the criminal route. 403-974-8255. We're getting to the phone calls and the text, but first, let's take a break.